Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. Strap on your kicks, boys and girls. It's another Tuesday here, and we got a shoe catastrophe. Look at you sounding all official. Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday, and welcome to March. It's March. It, God, it's March. It's March. I have a one-month-old now. This is weird. You do. You do. It's March, and welcome Absolutely. to being um, paternity daddy. God. Okay, so if anybody's been following me, I apologize for not posting on social media as much as I have had in the past or... To the Brosier Facebook or anything. We've talked about this. I've you been don't underwater. Apologize for not yeah, posting okay. on social fair, media. Fair, fair. I've been underwater. I've been working like sixty-hour weeks for the past month, um, but now I'm now on paternity leave, and I can talk about OCR and the things I love and with the people that I enjoy. I guess. <laughs> well, we will do that. We've got a great episode today, brought to you by Vanga CBD, of course. How do you feel about um, Vanga, Leah? I, you know, I love the Vanga. Um, more we're, we're part of the Venga Pro team, right? Right. Like we're like pros now, right? <laughs> I guess. I guess we're moderately legit. <laughs> right. Well, Venga is out there. It's picking up traction. If you haven't heard of it, then I mean, I don't think you OCR. Um, but it's made by endurance athletes for endurance athletes. There's three different products out there: the gels, the balm, the recovery gummies. Um. Check them out. They've got great products out there. Code BROCR will save you 15%. It's a great product, guys. They're going to be doing a lot with the community. Um, I cannot tell you how many people yeah, – Leah, what? your goofy Venga hat that I made you. Yes. Do you wear it on a regular basis? I do wear it on a regular basis. It's probably my go-to hat. At this okay, so people are begging me now for more hats. Uh, if you're around at some of the races that we'll be at this year and some of the locals, come hit me up. I'm going to be making a bunch of hats this weekend, hopefully. And just giving them out to my friends and stuff um, because we we like the product. We have a good time with the product. Mm-hmm. We have um, we've had great success with the product. I'm excited to get some sleep with the product here in a few. But yep. um, check them out as always. Um, without further ado, we've got an awesome episode about shoes. We do have a great episode about shoes. We talked about it a little bit last week, and we brought three representatives of three big shoe companies in the sport. Um, myself with Ultra. Jacob with Salming, and we've got guest today, Josh Chase. With Without further ado, let's kick it in. And we are back here with Josh Chase, the shoe expert. <laughs> Welcome, Josh. What is happening, my friends? How are you? Josh, you, you scavy son of a gun. It's good to have you on here. It's It's been a while. I've missed you, buddy. I haven't seen you since World's <laughs> Toughest Mudder this year. Well, last year. That was uh, that was quite the experience. I think the entire world 
we don't normally all see each other, but I feel like the entire world descended on one single event. It was nice. Oh, for sure. That's like the oh. best catch-up ever. That and, you know, there's a few events every year that are just insane. And World's Toughest Motor is one, and then uh, obviously Tahoe in the past. But I don't think Abu Dhabi is going to have the same glamour <laughs> this year as Tahoe always does. I mean, they could have falcons and camels. You don't know. Right? You know, I, I want to take a photo of, like, me, like, Abu Dhabi, and I've got, like, a falcon trainer. And then it's, like, a photo of me and my drone, like, trying to do the same thing. Oh, <laughs> Uh, so we've got a fun topic this week. Um, Shiz. Yeah. We, we talked a, briefly last week, kind of introducing shoes. Josh, are you a shoe whore? We all wear them. I, <laughs> I, um, I didn't have like any shoes I, for work. Ever? I would have, like, well, no, never. <laughs> I just, I would flat foot it all day long. And, uh, Good for you. I find myself now with not even an overabundance of shoes, but in a, an obscene amount of shoes in my house. And I actually oh have God, shoes yes. that are still in the package that I haven't opened uh, that I guess I just have just in case. I don't know. I, I have a lot of shoes. I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I, you know, I, I touched on it briefly last week. I've, I pretty much had every shoe there ever was to have, and I still probably have 90% of them laying around the house somewhere just because I don't like getting rid of them. Yep. I okay. feel like I don't put enough miles on them to be like, I have to retire these. They're still just there. And, I, and sometimes I'll just pop back to like a shoe I wore last year just for, I don't know, shiggles. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Right. So before we dive into this, um, I'm going to go ahead and ask over the years, we've, Josh, you've been racing for how long now? 2011 was my first obstacle course race. So almost 10 okay. years now. All right. Mm-hmm. Leah? Uh, 2012 was my first. All right. So I'm a 2011 guy. So, um, what has been one of the shoes that you're like, this shoe really stuck out to me, and I really dug this shoe? Uh, there's a couple for me. So <clears throat> years ago, uh, I was at a Ragnar Trail event. Okay. And this is when they used to have their agreement with uh, Solomon, and you could okay. go up and essentially give them your license, and they'll say, take this shoe for the weekend, try it out. Demo shoes, like yeah. it, You know, we'll give you 20% off or whatever. So. I tried uh, a pair of uh, Solomon ProSense 2s, I think, mm-hmm. and I absolutely loved them. They didn't come off my feet for all three of my legs of Ragdar. I wanted to buy them right there, but they were like, this is the only pair we have. We don't have one to sell, and i got to take this to the next event. So I immediately went and ordered a pair, except in my first obstacle course race, they blew out the sides and mm-hmm. no, no, did not survive. Great to trail run in, great to train in, but they were not sturdy enough for obstacle course mm-hmm. racing. That okay. was the first time I saw a shoe and I was like, I have to have this shoe for, for something. <laughs> Otherwise, I would just like go to Facebook and be like, somebody give me a recommendation for shoes. Okay, that looks good. Click buy. You know, thought into it. Leah, how about you? What is like, what was one shoe over the years that you've been like, this is, this is clutch. I like this one. In the past, I would say, um, I don't even know what version. Version 2, I think. Of the Reebok Spartan shoe, um, okay. you know, assuming it was your first or second race, because it was a fantastic <laughs> shoe for your first or second race, and then inevitably you would get the sidewall, pinky toe, blowout every time mm-hmm. in every shoe. Yep. So, assuming you had a new pair of shoes, those were great. Those were great. Okay. For me, I'm actually going to go to the same area here with the, I wanted just a racing flat. 
And Reebok, they, they redid things multiple times with Spartan over the years on the shoe, but the Kevlar edition that they came out yes. with. Yes, that was a good one. The Kevlar was clutch. And then they got rid of it, and they went with the Cordura. So I'm an engineer by right. trade. I, I look into a lot of proprietary materials. I remember being in wintergreen and coming down some of, like, the Cascades and, like, the rock gardens there. And if I didn't have that Kevlar, I would have had stitches. Mm. Like, it ripped the sidewall out, but, like, you could see where it ripped down to the Kevlar. And I was like, right. okay, this this actually has a place here. Like, there's actually a reasoning for this. And that, that really always stuck out to me as an athlete. Well, aside from the outside of the shoe, you know, talking about Kevlar or Cordura or the mesh or, you know, whatever the outside is, let's talk a little basic shoe 101. 101 of what some of these, you know, when you go online to look for shoes and you click on, you know, features or specs or whatever they're calling it, you see all kinds of numbers and it's like, what the hell does any of this mean? So shoe 101, first of all, stack height. Which one of you guys want to take that? Josh. So stack height, and I'm, you'll probably have to jump in to correct, but uh-huh. there, there's two places on your feet that matter, right? There's the heel and there's your toes. Yep. So sack height, where your heel sits in the toe, essentially, you have a measurement from the bottom of your heel to where the very bottom of your shoe is. So that amount of material that is essentially in between your heel and in between the ground itself. Um, and there's there's a complete variance on stack height and shoes. You have some shoes that go very minimal with stack height. Um, the VJs, uh, I know, are less than 10 millimeters. And then you go yep. up to... Look at Hoka's, and Hoka's have like 32 millimeters. Like moon shoes, right. Uh, thick boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, essentially just the amount of space in between the very bottom of your foot and the ground itself. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's your platform. It's your rise. It's what you got. What's ascending you to the heavens, if you would. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. The other, I, I would say there's there's three numbers of the shoe that matter. So we've got the stack. Then there's the drop. So the yep. drop traditionally is from your heel to toe. Mm-hmm. Um, that's you're looking at your stilettos here. Like um, right. you're thinking about how high you're getting that foot up there. Now there's been a lot of research over the years on how a more neutral platform, or like how a neutral platform is better for you. Right. But I think it's using it to its advantage because we get used to it at points. But there there is a place and a time for having some drop. What are your thoughts, Josh? Well, so I kind of go back and forth because I, the last like two years, so like everybody in the off season, I go out and find documentaries on YouTube and stuff to yeah. occupy my time. So I watched, uh, Carl Metzler's, um, AT attempt mm-hmm. and he is known as the speed goat. He has a Hoka yep. model of shoe named after him called the speed goat. And I was like, so inspired by watching this guy. I'm like, I got to get a pair of these shoes because yeah. obviously they'll make me a better athlete. They will make so, you a better human. <laughs> I get these speed goats just plush, right? Super mm-hmm. soft landing, mm-hmm. um, huge stack height, so your feet are definitely super high up. But in feel the, like an angel floating through the heavens. Ugh. Exactly, you're never tired, <laughs> right? At the end of your run, your knees don't feel the same way. So yeah. I use those a lot in training, but then I I generally run my actual races in my VJ Maxes, and those okay. are obviously not as big a stack height, not as heavy. A uh, little more firm landing. So mm-hmm. I go back and forth. I know uh, 
most of the Hokas are six millimeter stack height. The uh, Maxes are six millimeter or six millimeter drop. You mean drop? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've run in the extremes. Those are four millimeter drops. They're a little tight on my feet. I got some pretty wide toes, so okay. um, I go back and forth between models. I just I generally have a model that I train in, and then I have a model come race day, um, just to to you know keep things Get a little going. bit more aggressive. Right. Yeah. Give myself an excuse to buy more shoes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So the drop affects, you know, different people, different ways, and, you know, how your foot basically is striking the ground is is dictated by the drop. So, you know, the, the, the difference between your toes and your heel. So traditionally, heels would sit, you know, higher than the toes. And, you know, we've seen kind of trends throughout shoe development. And you've got some shoes like a Solomon Speed Cross is what I think twelve millimeter drop. Oh, um, goodness. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that's the kind of shoe you're used to running in, you know, I, I know Josh is talking about like switching between different shoe models, but you're really only talking about switching between. It sounds like you know two to six millimeters. It doesn't sound like you're jumping around from like a four millimeter drop to like a 12 millimeter drop. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I try and keep them as close as possible because right. and just in terms of my usage, <clears throat> I definitely feel it in the back of my ankles and my Achilles and I'm not by any means a doctor, but I, I can tell just after a long run that if I go from a higher drop to a lower drop, my calves will be a little more sore, a little tighter. Yep. So it's just how you, how you land you'll respond differently. Like there's, there's obviously a ton of talk about zero drop and ultra and we'll get into that. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But some people like to lean more forward when they run and a higher drop is better for them. Some people are more neutral. Um, you know, I, I think unless you're the, the top tier pinnacle athlete in our sport, I think it's finding the shoe that's comfortable that's, for you and then, and then working with it. I agree a thousand percent yep. there. It's, and I also believe that it's good to go through transitions and try different shit. Well, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, when we talked about doing this podcast, you know, the three of us, you know, are basically representatives of three different shoe brands here. Three um, phenomenal companies. And, <laughs> you, right. And there's there's things that, you know, there's we'll talk pressure. about things that make them similar or, or different from one another. But at the end of the day, you know, speaking as as an ultra representative, I can say, you know, I know ultra shoes are not for everybody. You know, they I don't think that there's any one person that can say blanketly, this is the only shoe that everybody should wear. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a matter of, you know, like you said, finding the shoe that Correct. works for yeah. your form, that works for your gait and stride, and that you can run comfortably in for however many miles you need to be running in. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, too, is, you know, like like anybody, we'll go to our Facebook groups and we'll ask opinions of people that are running. And mm-hmm. if it's – and I'm sure you guys have it near you, but I've got a ton of running stores next to me. And if there's one thing I know, it's that you absolutely cannot find a shoe that will work for you if you haven't put it on your foot yet. So oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. go to your local store, order from Amazon, like just Try get your out. feet in a bunch of shoes and – you know, like uh, Fleet Feet around here, you can run the shoe through a wall. And if it's within 30 days, they'll take the thing back, no mm-hmm. questions asked. Yep. So um, yep. it's always good to gather information on social media, but the the chance that you find that one key thing that you're going to need without actually trying it on and putting it on your feet and going to run, probably pretty small. Oh, I yeah. Agree. 
So the third, the third topic we've got to talk about here is the toe box. Mm-hmm. Um, toe boxes you got from like the the Reeboks back in the day were actually pretty narrow. Yeah. So the toe um, box is is the width of your feet is your toes basically the widest yeah. part of your foot the ball of your foot to the top of your toes. How much room is there in that top of the shoe for your feet and your toes? Um, Josh, how do you like your feet to feel? Well, Are you a spread out kind of guy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things to take into account. So I, I think I have some wider feet, but I, okay. I really just have like a pinky toe that kind of hangs back a little bit. So mm-hmm. if you look at, you know, VJ shoes started in Europe. So yep. European fit is very slim, very form-fitting. Um, so they've got a couple models, the IROC and the Extreme, very form-fitting, smaller toe box. Um, you know, a lot of people will notice right off the bat, if you put your foot in it and your pinky is mashing up against that shoe, um, you got to allow space for your feet to spread out, um, especially longer races. If I'm doing an ultra, um, obviously I wear the maxes, like I said, but Absolutely. yeah, you, you want your your feet to be able to swell. When you hit the ground, your your toes are going to spread out, so you got to make sure you have space. A good tight fit is nice. I, I definitely like some space in the toe box. So for me, so I come from a – honestly, back in college and high school, I was a sprinter. And that's that's the weird part with me doing ultras in the past year. But I do like that almost feeling when – I'm, when I'm hauling ass, mm-hmm. I like my feet, like, laced up almost like a ballet dancer. Mm-hmm. Like Ooh, when I'm, see, when I'm, can't when I'm that. moving that quick, though, when I'm hauling – when I'm trying to push, like, a five-minute mile there – Right. Like to the finish line. I want it. I want it tight. Um, but I totally feel where like the toe box matters is those ultra distances, like where you need to yeah. some room to move around, and then suddenly you're cutting off blood flow, you're cutting off circulation, and and things end badly. Well, when you talk about you know people kind of almost brag to a sense of losing toenails and bruised blisters and it's almost like a rite of passage but you got to take care of your feet not good (laughs) y'all and i don't think that's something to be proud of and i i've never actually lost a toenail and i'm like am i doing something wrong or is everybody else doing something wrong? like i don't really want to lose any toenails but no it's not it's it's i i have lost toenails and the times that i have lost toenails have been in ultra races when there's significant downhill running and my shoes are too narrow and specifically the jersey ultra uh the i i lost two toenails there um and killington i lost a toenail Mm -hmm. lots of tough downhill right that tough that downhill jolt when your your heat your toes are slamming into the front of the shoe and if they're already pinched into a you know, triangular, narrow box, it's just a recipe for losing them. All right. Me personally, I also, I have wider feet. Um, So if a shoe starts off on the narrow end and I'm doing, you know, a decent distance and your feet start to swell on top of it anyway, then that's when my feet just hate me. I need that, that, Foot shape, toe I think we can all come out here and say, like, we're all people with wide feet. We have some paddleboard <laughs> feet. <laughs> well, you know, and from from in coming from the background that Ultra comes from, you know, that's how feet are supposed to be. You know, you have a brand new baby, Jacob. 
if you look at our natural feet as babies, they're more square shaped. You know, have our you seen feet. How big my baby's feet are. I have not. <laughs> they are unnecessarily large. Um, so and they're that... probably more square <laughs> than the typical adult human foot. For all the listeners back home, we put Alex's foot, like, in the box, like, where they're doing, like, the footprints and stuff, and it wouldn't fit in the box. <laughs> like, it was, It'll be a monster. Oh, dude, Maybe some be, My brother was getting her shit. She was like, oh, you know, like, Alex got your height because, like, his daughter was born, like, a few a few months ago, and, like, she was, like, a few, like, centimeters, like, longer. And, like, dude, Alex is going to dunk on you with the shoes and the feet that she's got. Oh, my goodness. Or she'll be, like, a Peggy Hill character. <laughs> so it's, it's one or the other. <laughs> so let's talk our respective brands. I think well, we... No, no, not yet. Not yet. That's the finisher, Leah. Well, on. I wanted to... <laughs> I God want to talk about what makes things unique and what makes things different, not specific shoe models. I want to talk yet. about a timeline. Okay, God. <laughs> She's Good. excited. Good. Shoes are exciting. There's two things in OCR that, like, are so taboo. It's shoes and watches. <laughs> Everyone's got opinions. And at the beginning, it was like, who can get their hands on a pair of Solomon Speed Crosses? Mm-hmm. And we've seen things move around over the years. Josh, like, what was your first OCR shoe? My first OCR OCR shoe or was trail shoe. The Innovate Trail Rock, like mm. two forty-five or something. I don't know what the, the black and red ones. Black and red ones. Yeah. Um, okay. And then I just I bought that shoe like three years in a row. I, it would last me the full season pretty much. I buy a new one at the beginning of the season, and then I I realized after switching over to those Solomons after that, that the landing and the stack on Innovates, they were like cement on the bottom of my feet. I just yeah, thought man. they were, they were I thought they were the only hell. shoes you could wear because yeah. they were made for obstacle course racing and they, they partnered with all the, the big names. I was like, I just, they I were guess, popular back in the day. You'd yeah. be in the starting line and everybody had the black and red with the, the yellow shoes. Everybody well, did. okay. And, and I'll say this about Innovate as a company, as, as, Predominant as they've been in the OCR community, they've never really sponsored a lot of people. They, mm-hmm. They're they're kind of like under uh, not Under Armour but Two XU. You see everybody in them, but nobody's like nobody's getting a paycheck. Yeah, I don't think they ever really partnered with any big races or. Um, they're, they're later on, they did with OCR World Championships, I think. Yep. But but in their heyday, they were just kind of there. Yeah, and I mean, they've done, you know, they've continued to launch new shoes. They've got this graphene marketing the, thing they're, they're running with, and I have a few versions of those. And What uh, do you think about the graphene? I mean, I, I haven't put enough miles on any of the, the versions of those shoes, I think, to determine if they're tougher than anything else or if the, the grip is there. Mm-hmm. Like, I think our sport and what we do, and I'll I'll talk about this with my shoe brand, but, like, when you think about grip – once you start caking on mud and all this gross stuff, mm-hmm. it's like it's hard to really get a good solid comparison against, uh, you know, who's the best grip. But that being said, right. agreed. We'll talk about it. <laughs> and, and we, so, so do we want to transition into grip here over the years, real quick? Sure. Okay. So, so VJ's proud of their grip. The graphene stuff from Innovate, they're mm-hmm. really proud of their grip. Um, you've got the guys over here with my group, uh, Salming. They their OT comps have Michelin rubber 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're looking at proprietary blends now on what is really good. You've got Vibram over the years for, right. um, you know, the L- Leah Ultra has Vibram yep. on there. The Kings, um, we've yeah. got um, different rubber blends and compounds over the years um, versus something more rigid like a, even plastic um, lugs. Josh, where are you at? on And Ice Bugs, looking back to Ice Bugs even. <sighs> That was a shoe that I just always felt was overrated, and I just could never wear ice bugs. They were so narrow. But they were so proud of their rubber. They were were. so proud of their grip. I felt like they were like metal, just like stapled around me like iron. (laughs) Yes, they were not forgiving. And I had two pairs of ice bugs, and both shoes, like I let them, you know, air dry in the sun or whatever. And I swear to God, they shrunk a whole size. I couldn't wear them again. (laughs) See, everybody told me that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Josh, where are you sitting with, with grip? So, VJ shoes, right? Hashtag best grip on the planet. <laughs> best grip ever. It's kind of their thing. Yeah. Kind of their friends. thing. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, when I put a, a new pair of shoes on and I'm just, like, trotting about my kitchen, it, it really does seem that the, the rubber is, like, actually sticking to the floor. Like, that, the, the beautiful rubber they use. You walk around. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you know, so just plain grip like that on a on a plain surface, I, I really don't think they can be beat. I mean, I've got okay, I've got these the Evo Hoka's in here that I've used for a bunch. Those are great if you just want to buy one pair of shoes and then they fall apart on the next race. And <laughs> I've got Crafts RD Pros in here. I've got uh, Molly wears a bunch of Merrell. So I, I haven't found anything that in terms of just – Flat out rubber stickiness, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't get much better. Okay. All right. So where does that benefit you on the course? Well, being Spider Man. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There, there's two different things. So the the extreme version of their shoe, the the biggest advantage there is you've got uh, just massive lugs on these suckers. You got like I think seven, six or seven. Uh, millimeter lugs yep. so that in I, and of itself, lug. I like a good lug yeah <laughs> and and if you're running in just sloppy soft ground like some of the sections we had in jacksonville mm-hmm. i think the bigger mm-hmm. lug is going to help you more than the softer rubber now that's i agree I, a thousand percent i i agree with that as well and then uh the maxes that i that i typically will run in four millimeter lugs so you sacrifice a little a little bit of lug but you yep. get more comfort in your landing, better toe box. So I'll wear the extreme for like uh, OCR Worlds 3K when I need okay. to like grip it and rip it. I need I need my foot to stick to obstacles if I'm doing something. Uh, but then if I'm in a race where I am running more than I'm doing obstacles, that's when I'll use the max and, and go from there. Okay. All right. Leah, thoughts on grip? Um, I, the, as far as ultra goes, as far as, aggressive grip goes it's the mt king 2.0s okay. um ultra has just released the twos this year and it's a substantial upgrade from the 1.5s that we had seen um the lugs are deeper they're also sitting at six millimeters um they're not the squishy rubber they're a, a harder rubber so they may not have that um you know spider man feel i think Um, but in my experience, they hold up tremendously, especially when you're talking about really rocky, rooty, gritty, you know, courses. Um, the Kings are my, definitely my go-to as far as aggressive shoes goes. 
Um, and then, like Josh said, there's also a version that's a little less aggressive on the on the tread and on the grit, the Lone Peaks, um, which offer um, they're a little bit heavier, um, mm-hmm. but they offer a little bit more cushion, um, and they are much more comfortable for me for longer distances. So yeah. anything like ten miles and above, I'm going with the Lone Peaks. When I looked at the bottom of those King MTs, it looked mm-hmm. like somebody had stapled like micro spikes to the bottom of this shoe. It, it's it's it, it looks aggressively like lugged. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's very very aggressive. And the one thing that the Kings really improved upon this year with this model is, in addition to the lugs, in the middle of the shoe is a drainage mesh, like. You can go into the shoe, <laughs> drainage port. You've got you've um, got like a like a like a poop shoot in the middle of your shoe. Basically, it is basically <laughs> the equivalent of a poop shoot. And as you're oh, stepping, like you shoot. you go through the the water, um, and when you come out, it all just gushes out, out the middle of shoot. the bottom of the shoe. So it's great. Interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. So coming from my end here, Salming. Um, so Salming's Swedish. We've got pretty good grip. We're proud of our grip. Um, actually, the Selming Running Company was developed by a one of the top NHL players back in the day. So we're we're pretty much a fan of grip as well. We've got some interesting ice shoes too. Um, but so realistically, for trail running and OCR, we've got two amazing answers. Um, we have the new Element Threes. That's the newest model. The hot the hot new kid on the block. Um, but once again, going back to here, the two, I really see two different shoes from each company. Mm-hmm. One for something that you've got something a little bit more muddy, something a little bit more aggressive. That's your elements here. Um, deeper lugs, um, really like, I guess I think of the element as like a marriage between the old Reeboks as far as like a racing flat, mm-hmm. but then also a wider toe box like the Ultras. Um, it's an interesting combination, and the King, the um, sorry, not the the Element Threes have done a really good job of updating their rubber too on the bottom. So it's a little bit tackier, but not that tacky. It's still got some rigidity. It's still got some break in, and it's just a really good all around shoe if you're going out in mud and then chopping through stuff. But the OT comps. Mm. So the the Salming, you've seen these guys out there. Um, they're green and I think they're green and blue or like yellow and blue. I'm colorblind. I'm sorry if I if I'm butchering <laughs> that color. But um, they've partnered with Michelin on the rubber, and I need to do some more reviews and some more tests on it to understand the um, the grippiness of this. But going back to what you're talking about, Josh, um, I think I'd want to use that on something like I'm considering doing the the Rig Championship. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be like a great shoe for something like that. Lower tread, um, but something that has a little bit of stick to it, a little bit, a little bit of give, and that I can just rock all freaking day in. So, what do you think? You know, is, I mean, it sounds like all three companies kind of have comparable shoes as far as you know, aggressive versus well, you know, more very cushion. Fits. Yeah, but yeah. So that's my next question. So what? is the difference between the three companies what makes bj or ultra or salming different what makes bj different josh well i I mean their their big thing is obviously going to be the focus on the grip um and i think if you look at who who was in line when they developed the product so for those that don't know kind of the history 
Uh, it's a, a shoe developed around like sky running and highland running and, and the yep. big high mountain stuff in Europe. And their first most famous competitor was John Albin. And yep. John Albin shows up with these shoes uh, at the IROCs at the time, which is their their uh, thinnest form fitting version of the shoe. And essentially brought that, the conversation around that shoe to the States. And then VJ Shoes came into the States in like late 2018, early 2019. You saw yep. him on the foot of Ryan Atkins and then they essentially exploded. So the big thing, the big thing for them is going to be focus on grip. Uh, the conversation is always going to be around grip. And now they're starting, you know, they came in offering one pair of shoes. The extreme was it. Then they yeah. bring in, they bring the IROC to the U.S. They bring the Max for those people that want uh, a little wider toe box. They launched um, a winter running trail shoe, the uh, the Zero Five, which I did a review on on Instagram. Uh, actually studded. It's got twenty carbide studs, so great for running in the winter. But carbide studs, baby. Yeah, can't, can't use it on course unless you're right. a nope. terrible person and you just go run and not tell anybody. Um, <laughs> But again, another great shoe, and then they are just now uh, taking pre-orders for what they're calling their X-Speed, which is lighter, a uh, little wider toe box, less lug, so more about speed, kind of stadium, okay. uh, you know, type shoe. So mm -hmm. they're getting to a point where they've got a shoe for every situation. Um, is it just trail shoes, or do they have road shoes, too? So the the new one, the X Speed, is going to be their closest to a road shoe. Uh, the the European version of yeah. EJ does offer a whole wide something like twenty five different shoes. At, when I looked last time, mm -hmm. uh, but they've got five models available in the U.S. So this new X, uh, X Speed that they're launching is mm -hmm. as close to they'll get as a road shoe at this point. Okay. All right, Leah. What about um, Ultra will make me a better human being? Well, so history on ultra it was founded um by golden harper out in here in america in salt lake um, in utah area and basically what made ultra pioneer is they were the first to come out with a completely different shaped shoe um there's our foot shaped shoes so traditionally you look at shoes they are kind of tapered and they almost come to a point at the top Whereas ultra shoes are designed as foot shaped. So they, Jacob mentioned, they look like a paddle. Kinda. Um, mm -hmm. they are definitely bigger around the top part. Their toe box is known for being wider. Um, it's a natural foot shape with the idea being you keep your foot in its natural shape, its natural form, you're gonna be a more natural runner. So all of ultra shoes, whether it be road or whether it be, uh, trail, are all gonna have the foot shaped toe box and the zero drop balanced cushion um so what's actually really cool is if you hold an ultra shoe on your finger in the middle it'll balance front to back it's weighted evenly um so that's what definitely makes ultra unique in their focus on form and foot health um they've got tons of different shoes both road and trail um their bread and butter was always i think the trail shoes um but they've got a fantastic line of road running shoes that you know there's plenty of options whether you like you know a little bit of cushioning for the minimalists or super max cushioning um they've definitely got a wide variety on both ends 
you know, I'll say this about Ultra. Like, one of the things mm-hmm. I've always liked about their stuff, they're great cross trainers. The guys in um, mm-hmm. CrossFit could really get a lot from those things, too. Speaking of cross training, they just released their new shoe, which I'm going to be wearing at um, DECA and then later at High Rocks. It's the newest Solstice, um, the Solstice XT. They are fabulous. I love these shoes. They are the best cross trainers I've ever (laughs) worn. And I used to be big into Nanos and um, Nobles and all those different shoes. Oh, yeah. This particular shoe, I love it. It's got a a rubber cage around the midfoot that holds it in place but still gives you the foot-shaped toe box. Okay. Um, and they're light, um, and there's just enough cushion. So they're def- And with a full rubber sole. So they're definitely going to be my, my go-to for the High Rocks and Deca. Okay, okay. What about you? What about Sammy? All right, so Leah, Josh, what do you guys know about Salming Shoes? I know they're partnered with Savage Race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen him at Savage for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, I saw him on the foot of VJ Jones last weekend in Jacksonville, yeah. and he, he was wearing the OT comps, and uh, uh, Ian Hosick wears them too now, so I, mm-hmm. I, I'm i sure we're going to start hearing about them a lot more, but tell us more that we need to know. So, yeah, so I, so I joined up with Salming this year, and dude, if there's a guy that I trust with tech and um, and composites and stuff like that, it's Hosick. Hosick knows the inside and out of shoes because he used to be a developer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to work for Nike, and if, if there's a guy that I trust with his opinion on a shoe, it's Hosick. Um, so that being said, uh, Salming was founded in 2001, I believe, um, uh, by, as I mentioned before, a, um, a hockey player, great hockey player for the Toronto Maple Leafs um, from Sweden. Sweden, and they made some badass shoes um, around squash, but also trail running and just running. Phenomenal shoes. Uh, their their big go to is no nonsense. It's a no bullshit kind of company. Um, when something needs to apply, they do it. Period. Next song. Um, there's vibram rubber on some of the shoes. Why? Because we might need something that's a little bit tackier on a road shoe. Um, we're going to go with something like Michelin. Why? Because it's a trail shoe, and we're going to some, get something that's got a lot more tack on it. Um, the elements, we're going to make them deeper lugs. Why? Because we want these these things to have it. it. It's no bullshit. It's straight to the facts. Here's what we need. Here's what we want. Let's design it. Let's get it out the frickin' door. Um, I, I appreciate that as a runner. I think they've got good designs. I think it's well-made. Um, just like you were saying, Josh, they've got carbide ones that have the studs in them. Um, I'm headed to Bobbitable Snow Race, not this weekend, but the next weekend. I don't have the carbide shoes because I'm not running that portion of it. Like, but if I was running it, these these people like strap on yak tracks and stuff. I'm like, cut out the middleman. You need a shoe that just has <laughs> that carbide spike. And let's let's get down to brass tacks here. Let's get a good shoe that just does it. Um. You know, there's there's applications for all of these things. Um, now, recently, I've not been able to. Now, I, okay, I bought a pair of the the Element Threes. I'm excited to go out and try them. They're the new magical red ones that people see hawking on the Instagram and on the on the Facebooks. Mm-hmm. But I've not tried them out yet. You know, this is the new dad life that I'm rocking right now. But I've been running religiously now in their road shoes, and holy cow. Um, the recoil foam that they have on these guys, impressive. A lot of feedback on them. Um, traditionally, you hear people talk about having to take a few days off on your road shoes if you're piling like, dis- like decent mileage. 
thrown down like 10 milers every day or something like that. Um, I don't think the recoil foam needs that much like recovery. Casey Neistat. What's the drop on those? On the recoil, on the, um, the speeds. On the road shoes. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at a variety here. Um, the ones that I have right now, the Speed 8s, which are the new ones that are out, they're about a 6-millimeter drop on there from heel to toe. But they've got a wider toe box, mm. but not like a paddle. It's like a really comfortable mid-area. Um, and I like that. I really do like that. I thought sometimes back when I'd run with other companies that had a larger toe box, I would say, my friend Chris Chapman said, real well, I never felt fast. And... In the race fives right now that I'm running in, um, that have a carbon insole and some fiber rubber on the bottom, I feel quick. Mm-hmm. And Runner's World actually gave them a bunch of really positive reviews on that shoe, the race series. They're quick. They remind me a lot of, like, a more robust Nike Free. Um, uh, a Nike what do you free like for road shoes, Josh? To be honest, I have not run on a road in a year and a half because what? <laughs> yeah. So listen Hippie. to this. Uh, it was oh, July, July of 2018. Uh, my girlfriend's sister was getting married. She decided that they all wanted to do a half marathon. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, fine. I, I I jump into ultras and I can do those without much training. I can do a half marathon. So yeah, uh, it's July 4th weekend. I run this half marathon about eight miles in. I reach down and I'm like, right. Hey, Shin is in a lot of pain right now. <laughs> of course, I got it out. I walk across the finish line. Classic. I go to the hospital that night because the pain is really bad. Oh, my oh God. Goodness. Turns out I had a stress fracture in my fibula, which I then ignored oh. because the doctor put me in a boot and I didn't wear the boot, which turned into a full-blown fracture. Um, Jesus Christ, Josh. I didn't Why? trip. I didn't fall. I didn't fall off a curb, nothing, just straight up running on the road and pounding on some uh, I, I won't do Good it anymore. You. <laughs> From that point forward, I have not run on a road since then. It's, it's all trail. And I'll, I'll run on, like, the track. Okay, um, right. But that's it. I, right, I right. won't do any more road races. Jesus Christ. Sounds pretty traumatic. I, I get it. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So we, we've laid out all of our companies here. Um, I want to go to another really fun space. So over the years, we've all seen, like, specialty shoes that come out, like maybe one-offs from somebody. What would be your one-off, like, this was a shooting star in the OCR world that people needed to look at or, like, was a really magical time for the shoe? Um, like, this one came around. Not many people saw it, I feel, but, like, it, it, it deserves, like, an honorable mention right now. I mean, I think for me, the one that the one that sticks out that got pretty popular, like, two or three years ago was that Evo Jaws from Hoka. Like, I yeah. never tried Super, those. I always wanted to try them, but I couldn't bring myself to pay the two hundred dollars to get them. Right? God, they were so, crazy. Carries the name, right? Super lightweight. It's almost like a um, like a vinyl tent material. So incredibly lightweight, huge lugs. Um, but they they just did not hold together well. So like Ryan Kent used to wear them a lot. He did. Um, he I know a couple of guys. Mm-hmm. Guns. Um, yeah, Raya used to wear them, I think, too. Raya, Natalie, and Mark Battress used to wear them, but they they were notorious for just falling apart. The rubber on the toe was just separating from the toe box. So mm-hmm. it great kind of shoe and, and great in ideas, but when you think of our sport and the pounding you put on the materials, they, they just did not stick around. Yeah. And they still sell them, but they're still like 150 bucks a pop. Yeah. So. Oh, golly. Yep. All right, Leah, how about you? 
You know, I mean, for me, I have, like I said, I have literally tried pretty much every shoe there was out there. And I remember at the time it was like, oh, this is the greatest and this is the greatest. But, you know, I really think when I put my first pair of Spartan Reeboks on, um, you know, they were the best drink. Yeah, the ones. I went to them switching from a Solomon Speed Cross. Those were my first OCR shoes. Oh, jeez. And going from the Solomon Speed Crosses to those first Reeboks, I remember just the difference of specifically the drainage. When those Speed Crosses would get wet, it's like bricks on your feet. Yeah. And I think that yep. Reebok did the did a great job with the, you know, they were the first shoes that I had at least tried that really kind of put an emphasis on the drainage of the shoe that taking into account we're running in the mud, we're running in the water and we don't want to be running with 10 extra pounds on our feet. That's a really, but, really fair, you know, like we said before, their durability was just crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I'm going to I'm going to throw a shooting stir out there. There was one shoe that I thought was like the perfect if you're getting into OCR and like trail running and mud running. Man, the Fuji Runner Gaze. Oh, I still oh my have God. my Runner Gaze. They were legit. They were legit. They For were no 50 frills. Yeah, no frills, <laughs> no foo-foo, but they work. They had a decent bite on them. Um, they were cheap. And if yeah. you were a weekend warrior looking to get, like, to be like, oh man, I got I got the secret weapon right here. <laughs> like I, uh, it was, uh, I wore a pair of those to some local. It was probably like Spartan Boston or something, and I yeah. I bought them because I saw a bunch of people wearing them, and yep. I threw them out at the race because it was one of the first races I did where I was like, these shoes are disgusting. What do I do with them? I just throw right. them out, and I honestly thought that they were like one and done shoes. They've I mean for fifty bucks compared to everything else. Yeah. But if you if you were just some open waiver somewhere, yep, that was a great shoe. That was a great to, to start shoe. off with. Yep, I, I would mind, agree with that. Th- that being said, though, the bottoms were possibly more rigid on those things than the speed crosses. Oh, I would agree <laughs> with that. God, sure. they were so rigid on the bottom. Oh goodness. Okay, so are there any other shoe mentions and shoe topics we need to talk about? And just Ugh. drag through the mud. I don't know. I mean, I, I think, like I said, I, I think a lot of people, it's weird because people will go and, like, trust the, the opinion of strangers on Facebook over, mm-hmm. like, their own their own brain sometimes. So it's like, yeah. get out that like, listen, these shoes are expensive, but when I think about how many races the people that are buying these shoes do – so when I got my first pair of uh, VJ Extremes last year, so last January I got them – I am still wearing the same pair of shoes and they are still just as effective and rugged. So if you invest in these shoes, you mm-hmm. won't. And the same goes for ultra. Like I, I've heard both yep. good and bad things. And I think you'll hear that from anybody. Um, yep. You invest in these shoes and you take care of them. They'll take care of you. And it's like a, a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to dump $130 on shoes. And if you think about what we spend to travel to these races and, Renting cars and Airbnbs and, and air flight, like spend a little money on your shoes. Take care of your damn feet. <laughs> yeah, you'll yeah. You, you'll be amazed at how much better an experience you'll have, and it's just one less thing you'll have to worry about come come race day. You know what you're go you're putting on your feet, and and you go from there. 
I definitely agree completely. I think, you know, you know, like we said before, you know, different, different shoes for different folks and different things are going to work for you. I know a big thing when it comes to purchasing OCR shoes is the fact that there's so many limited options of I'm going to get in my car, I'm going to go to the store, I'm going to try my shoes on. You know, most mm-hmm. local stores only carry one or two different kinds of shoes. Um, and so I think that that often hinders people from, you know, buying shoes or trying shoes. I'll tell you, I'm a huge fan of Amazon and returning shoes and returning different, you know, or Zappos. 6 p.m., baby. Yeah, yeah. 6 p.m. I've bought <laughs> plenty of shoes off of 6 p.m., but, you know, buy shoes, buy several different ones, try what you like, figure out what works, and then return the other ones. Um, I know Ultra has a really great return policy. If you buy their shoes, you wear them, you don't like them, even if they're muddy and gross or whatever, you can still return them. Um, and I think most bigger shoe companies will do that for you. Absolutely. Uh, my closing remarks is good, are going to be a little bit weird here. Um my biggest thing I could tell everybody here that are our listeners and our fans out here, don't be afraid to try something. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be afraid to try something weird. Try out, you know, you see those hocus and you're like, oh, my God, they look so thick. Oh, I don't know if I could run in something like that. Oh, look at those guys running. You know, there's a reason they're running in them. You know, there's a reason people like them. Um, get, Hoka, like, Hoka's reinvented, like, running for me. It really did. Like, I those speed goats that I bought two years ago. Mm-hmm. I was at a point where I just didn't want to train. I didn't want to go out and put miles on my feet. Now I'm, like, excited to go run because, again, you're getting older, you get bad knees, but those guys, yeah. when you when you land, it is it is pillowy heaven. <laughs> but it, there's, always, there's always a reason every single company like this, all the ones that we're looking at, from Salming to, to Ultra to, to VJs, they designed their shoes for a reason. There was somebody back there behind the pen and paper that designed it for a reason to do X, Y, and Z. Um, there's great applications for each of these things, like whether it be, you know, like the super wide toe box on ultras or um, wanting to get like a chi- little bit of a carbon fiber snap, though, from like from the Salmings and find the application and use that to the best of your ability there as an athlete. Um, I, I really want to just encourage our listeners to go and find something new and try something new, like take a gamble on something. You know, because maybe you learned something about yourself that you didn't know, like, I actually kind of run like this, or maybe I can use this as a benefit. Um, there's no shame in discovering something different. And that's 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 my final words and my two cents here on the Shoemageddon here that we've had. <laughs> there we go. That or um, Josh, what's your next race, brah? I will be in the uh, frosty Cortland, New York, Greek Peak this coming weekend. So, a boy. There you go. And I'll be wearing my giant lugged extremes all the way down the mountain because they're supposed there to get go. like eight inches of snow the night before. So, all right. so I'm, I'm going to throw some shade out here. Derek Rosensky, one of our buddies, Derek, he was talking about how he's going to go and uh, smash some podium there for his age group so he can qualify for a lead and hit the stadium series. Will Derek hit podium this weekend, Josh? Well, he better, otherwise he's going to be eating a shitload of crows. So. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's not it. in my age group, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Fair enough, fair I enough. did forget about that, though. I'm, I might have to I might have to go screenshot his uh, his uh, you know statement from a few weeks ago and you make sure, sure that everybody's aware. Yep. <laughs> Call yep. him out. 
Nah, Derek, we like you, bud. We hope you do well this weekend. We hope everybody does well this weekend yep, because that's the yep. sport. We we want we wish well to people and going and kicking ass well, and taking the names. The season's really starting to really kick off now, and lots of new stuff. Lots of exciting Leah, what's your stuff. next rodeo? Um, well, I've got a little local trail race this weekend, but my next real okay. big one is going to be Decca and and. Yep, yep. You're gonna you're gonna hug Yancey for me. I will hug Yancey for you. I miss Yancey. I like Yancey. <laughs> <laughs> My next rodeo here is not this weekend, but the following weekend. I'm headed up to um, Devil's Head in Wisconsin, just north of Madison. Uh, we'll be doing the Abominable Snow Race. Once again, as always, uh, check out the BroCR code there. Save you some co- coin. They've got until – actually, nope, that's over. Uh, it ended in February. It's now March. Yep. You can't get a You can't get a buy to – um, nope, deal anymore. The BOGO deal's over, but you can still save some money with Brocier. So check it out. Um, Josh, thanks for being yep. on the show this week, bro. Yeah, appreciate you. Thanks for having me, man. This is uh, this is becoming a routine. I think I I should be like a pro at podcasting and start making money, but I'm just right? uh, a professional guest host, I guess, now. You know, it's, <laughs> uh, there's no shame in hustling, bro. There's no shame. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for being on the show, Josh. Thanks, guys. Chaz. I'm going to need to buy a new pair of shoes. Chaz. <laughs> I like shoes. I, I do like shoes. I just got a new pair, but I'm, I might need another one. I enjoy a good pair of shoes. I enjoy functional shoes. And I mm-hmm. see, I don't want to be the guy with like 500 pairs of shoes. I want like a set amount of shoes that I can trust. That's me. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm definitely the girl with 500 pairs of shoes, but. I don't wear 500 pairs of shoes. I, I definitely have my go-to trail shoes, my go-to road shoes, and my go-to cross trainers. And they're good. They're, they're good, good for me. Yep. Well, and going back to it, it's, guys, the best advice we can give you, as, as much as many of the things we talk about here, go and educate yourself. Right. Learn more about this stuff. Learn more about, like, the shoes. Or just don't buy it because, you know, Gary from Facebook says, like, oh, my God. I really like the craft shoes because they got the Spartan logo on the side. It makes me feel like a winner. <laughs> real. No, no, no. Go, go do some research. Go find out what works for you right. and learn. Do yourself a little due diligence here. If you're, if you are investing that much in racing and this, invest in yourself a little bit, invest in your feet. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, I guess that's kind of the episode, Leah. Yeah, it is. If you got anything out of this episode, please like, share, review. leave us a review. The reviews really help us, y'all. Um, you know, if if you're on Apple, click the stars and leave us a review. Let us know what you like. Let us know what how Let you feel about the show. Let us know your favorite And while you're at it, we do have a new announcement for a way of getting in touch with us. We have a yeah, new reach out Instagram. to our Instagram. Uh, yep, the it Supercast. is. The dot supercast. Um, you'll see our smiley faces on there. Um, we will be using that to make announcements about the show and bring some more content about the sport as a whole. Um, and you can always reach out to us on there. Absolutely. And of course, on our, our private channels, uh, OCR Leah and Brosecker, uh, we've mm-hmm. got a lot of cool stuff kicking in this year. And I cannot believe I'm going to be like a week and a half up in Abominable having a damn good time. Yep. So, Always reach out to us, talk to us. We're happy to talk sports with you when we can. Mm-hmm. Um, we're always happy to be out there with you. And when you see us at a race, say hi. Those are my favorite Absolutely. times. Give us a give us a damn hug. We like a yep. good hug. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Absolutely. So until next week, I'm Jacob Bosecker. And I'm Leah Hensley. We'll catch you on the course. Take care, guys. This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs too. Want to be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So, thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. 